Hi everyone, Chris Torres here from the Tourism Marketing Agency with another digital tourism show. First off, I want to say I hope you're all staying well. I hope you're all staying safe. Um, as for those who are watching on video, you can see I'm in my back garden. We're still in the lockdown situation here in Scotland or in the UK as general, uh, just like many others of you out there. But as always, we always like to put out free advice uh, as much as we possibly can. And that's why in this episode, I am speaking with Evan Tipton of Thomas. Now, Thomas run a marketing agency as such, but with more of a sort of software arm to it and providing solutions and how you can help you grow your tour business. Now, with this episode, um, me and Evan will be discussing how you can market your business going forward during this crisis and what this future possibly holds for when we come out the other end. So this will hopefully give you some invaluable insights into how you can market your tour business during the COVID crisis. I know Evan, like myself, has been putting out lots of free content and lots of free advice. So we're going to share some of those ideas and more thoughts in this episode. So hopefully you can get through this crisis as quickly as we can and become a stronger tour business going forward, as I say. So welcome to episode 237 of the Digital Tourism Show. So Evan, thank you so much for, for joining us on the Digital Tourism Show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've been uh, following along for years, so I'm honoured to be here. <laughs> so for those who do not know yourself and uh, who Thomas are, tell us a little bit about, about both. Absolutely. Yep, my name is Evan Tipton, and I'm the founder and CEO at Thomas. So Thomas stands for Tour Operator Marketing Intelligence Software which is a mouthful, so we went with Thomas. Uh, before we started Thomas, um, I was running a marketing agency, um, similar to yourselves, um, and we ended up folding that agency into Thomas and added on a, um, a software arm as well. So we do uh, marketing services and software for tour operators around the world. Excellent, excellent. And is there any specific part of the software that you sort of focus on i know you guys do a lot of stuff with like chatbots and things like that as well is that, is that mm. a major part of it yeah we've got uh kind of two core uh, products one is this automated chatbot um, for operators and then the other is a marketing intelligence app um so we're you know we frame it as trying to become the hub spot for travel um so provides a lot of custom reporting um, on your marketing and sales data, as well as um, you know, automation such as text message um, <clears throat> or automated text messages pre and post trip, um, and then other kind of streamlining um, customer communication tools. Yeah. So a lot, you know, for, for, for those who maybe uh, not quite understand that, so in terms of we both, both my company and Tourism Marketing Agency and Thomas, we both offer uh, marketing services, but Thomas have that added layer of the various bits of software and, and chatbots and the text messaging and things like that on top of that, which is, uh, and it's obviously the sort of CRM side of it behind that as well. That, would that be a fair assessment? Yep, yep. Um, we're working on the CRM piece, so that is, that is not live yet. Um, that's kind of the next big build for us. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Nah, so you're going to be busy then? <laughs> Copious amounts of free time, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we stay busy, um, certainly. And now we stay busy working from home. <clears throat> well, that's what we're, we're here to talk today about. So uh, obviously, uh, 
a lot of tour operators uh, and, and tourism businesses will hopefully be watching and, and listening to this on the podcast. Um, and we both put out uh, articles and no, I, we, I put out the sort of coronavirus battle plan. You guys wrote an article about marketing during the crisis as well, etc. So um, both felt it was a good idea to join forces, talk together about how other operators, etc., can market their business through this period and ideas that they can maybe take forward. Um, and, and some people may be, under, may be a bit surprised at why our two agencies talking together about this. And it's just like, this is what I love about the, 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 the tourism activities uh, sort of sector is that, yes, you may have other companies who some may seem as rivals or, or anything like that, but we all are here to work together and, and help the industry as a whole. Um, and there's plenty of business out there for everyone. So if we could all work together, help all the tour operators, help them market themselves, help them market and gain direct business, which is obviously a big focus for, for what I try to push, et cetera. Um, it's all for the, the betterment of, of the industry. And um, that's why people like ourselves come together and chat about these things. So, Absolutely. And I think there's, just like in most markets, there's more demand than one business could keep up with. So it makes much more sense for us to, collaborate than directly compete definitely, um, definitely. <clears throat> the same with though uh, uh, a few other businesses that we spoke about arrival as well we always try to make up those connections and, um, and everything else no trk and, and, and the united states as well another big marketing agency for tourism no, it's, it's it's a small it's a small um sort of uh, niche sector uh, as it were in terms yeah. of what we do so uh, big <clears throat> forces um is certainly certainly a good thing to do but in and terms I, of sorry there you go well, and maybe you've you've probably seen this as well, but I would say more more of our clients than not have come from you know an agency experience where they've felt burned in the past. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for you know this. There's kind of a handful of us um, in this space to you know help expose each other. If anything, just because there are a lot of <clears throat> um, lesser quality agencies out there. <clears throat> Yes, uh, and I'm sure it's the same for you, but, um, and I've mentioned this many times to, to customers, pretty much any new client or customer who comes to us has had some form of bad experience with an agency. And, and technically, they tend to be an agency who have no sort of focus on tourism, for example, or, or tourism activities. Right. Um, and it does make, I'm sure it does for this yourself as well, it does make your job a lot harder trying to convince companies, like, we are here to help you and we're not here to yeah. shift you as well like some of the other companies as well so yeah it's mm -hmm. uh it's a, it's a constant battle <laughs> right yep they, they, they've heard this before um yeah. but it, it will be different this time so yeah and we can speak to more um of some of the services that we both offer and whether um either one of our respective businesses are offering them um <clears throat> or providing them for you uh I, I think one of our goals today and in our respective posts that we've um, written on this matter is to just give you tangible things that you can do on on your own. We don't necessarily have to do them for you. Yeah. So one of the things you wrote in your article was about you know, laying down the digital foundation. So what was the what was the sort of thought process behind that that our listeners and, and watchers could uh, take forward? Yep. Uh, almost every new client that comes on has some sort of gap or hole, I would say, in their tracking and. The, your conversion tracking is the plumbing of the house. Um, so without that being airtight, we can only make, um, you know, uh, the decisions that we can make going forward um, are just not informed based on accurate data. So, or partial picture. 
Um, so we spend, you know, a handful of hours up front with every client, just <clears throat> making sure every kind of touch point or action that we would care about on a website is tracked properly. And I think a lot of operators think that they're tracking a setup, um, but in reality, it's it's not. Um, and I, I don't think the reservation systems do a great job in helping um, set this up with operators. But I don't know what you've seen on that front. Oh, I agree. You know, don't get me wrong. There's some some reservation systems out there that are fairly easy to to implement tracking software uh, and tracking codes and everything else. But some of the big ones, I uh, won't mention names, but some of them are mightily difficult and, and pretty much impossible to do. And you have to work, do workarounds and everything else to do that. So, yeah, I think a lot of these uh, reservation systems could do a lot better in terms of being able to implement tracking codes and stuff like that. Uh, and I know a few of them sort of keep them behind closed doors. So they only, especially the ones who do their own, I won't, like I won't, say, I won't mention names, but the ones who do their own SEO and marketing for uh, as part of their own operations and reservation systems, sort of keep them behind closed doors to make it even harder for outside agencies to be able to take that, which which is not a, a not a great thing in my opinion. Uh, right, yeah. Multiple Google Analytics scripts don't always um, play nicely together. No, <laughs> certainly don't. And uh, no, that's, that's, that's you make a really good point. And, it's, and when we are, are taking on customers as well, we we never ever take on a customer for full time marketing unless they go through the the research phase. No, we have to go through exactly. You know, what are they doing just now? How is our current uh, setup? How is our, how is our current tracking setup? No, what are, no, we do a competitive analysis, all these other things, and we say, I say, you have to go through this section first. It's a one-off section. It's a one-off sort of cost, as it were, in terms of that. And they can take that information and go off and do things themselves or take it to another agency if they really wanted to. Um, but right. we do that initially first and sort of say, look, you need this. If you're not going to do this, then there's no point continuing with any sort of monthly marketing. So, again, having that foundation is, is vitally important. So I completely agree with you on that, on that aspect and getting that right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then, you know, once that's set up, being able to have that reliable historical data, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, I think operators and small businesses as a whole are really just starting to come around on this. I mean, even if you um, look at how the topics have evolved at some of the, our trade shows over the last few years, I think people, um, operators know that they should be doing this now, but it's still not necessarily a mission critical item mm -hmm. um but once you um you know see the difference um in decision making or you know targeting um in your facebook campaign or google ads campaigns it, it really does make all the difference uh yeah. so yeah. just i think we're on the same page and just want to hammer that one home for folks yeah for sure and to give you a sort of um no you might be able to give an example yourself but to give you an example from our experience so we have um, a customer from Ireland, uh, and and one of the things that they, one of the things that they said to us was, no, most of our customers that we see coming out to us are the sort of fifty plus market, or the sort of older generation. Um, uh, so now I'm I'm forty five now, so I'm soon going to be in that older generation. So it's, it's quite quite scary. Um, but the but they are saying that the sort of older market, um, and that's what they that's what their customers, and that's where most of our website traffic and everything came from. But when you actually looked at their Google Analytics, when you actually looked at their Facebook followers, most half, in fact, half of their website traffic came from the 25 to 34 year old market. Hmm. It's going well. People are obviously interested in what you do, but um, they're obviously bouncing off and not going away because the content there and, and the way you're marketing the business is all around the 50 plus market. So, what I actually so they gave them two options. It was like 
okay, your, your, the marketing you obviously done beforehand wasn't maybe hitting the right mark or, or any of the paid advertising right. and anything you're doing wasn't hitting the right mark. Or you keep doing what you're doing and you create new products for that market. And that's exactly what they did. They created products for yeah. the market. So it opened up a brand new channel for them. And that's why having historical data, that's why having these tracking codes set up correctly can give you this insight to say, right, does it open up new opportunities? Does it, is your marketing actually doing what it's meant to be doing in terms of the right demographics, et cetera? Um, right. That's why it's so vitally important for, for, for that side of it to happen properly. And I think it's one where uh, people, consumers are, they don't purchase in this repeatable linear kind of fashion. And so, you know, being able to understand what the purchasing behavior and kind of demographics are in February versus July, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if your targeting doesn't change um, in July from February, that not always, but it probably should. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that bachelorette, you know, party groups are booking in the spring for, you know, fall bachelorette parties um, and they're coming from Chicago in New York. Uh, <clears throat> that's uh, very informative mm -hmm. uh, for, for these campaigns. Um, and then I think, and not to get too far into the technical weeds, but in addition to tracking codes, even just getting things set up like a contact form database so that yeah. you have a historical record of all every form that was ever submitted. Um, and ideally, you have a different form, you know, on your corporate page than you do on your, you know, tour specific page. Um, so there can be there's a qualitative data component as well. And I think you know, this might be an opportunity where operators have a little more time on their hands to be able to go back and look at, you know, are there operational kind of items that you could be working on that are being raised in forms or feedback that you're getting after the trip? Or yeah. maybe it's time to just go through, you know, old TripAdvisor reviews. Um, so I think that that's a, <clears throat> a different type of data that mm -hmm. can sometimes maybe be overlooked. No, for sure. And, and one of the things that we find as well, and it's what we're advising a lot of our customers to do during this, this coronavirus and COVID-19 crisis, is I say, no, at the moment, yeah, it's selling to someone is not really the thing to do at this time. Um, it's giving right. them, and I know we'll come on to this later, but no, talk, no, it's, it's giving them inspirational content and everything else. Um, but at least try to gather up email addresses and, and that type of thing from, from the content you put out there and build up your email marketing list because that will just, that, that small form of data um, will help set you up for future advertising and things like that you can do in the future through Facebook and everything else. And a lot of people don't even have a, a newsletter sign up or anything like that on their website because they think, oh, I'm not going to send out any emails. Uh, that's not what I really want to do. They don't work. And it's like, that's not the point. It's, it's collecting that data to do other things online. That, 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 no yeah. time paid advertising, everything else. And you, you know that's it you know, already. So, and that, part of that will be through the chatbots that you guys do as well um, on the website. So, how, how, how do you find, how, how do you find, uh, the, or how, how important would you define chatbots on, on, a, on a tour operator's website? How, how does it help build up the sales sort of channels? Yeah. Well, we're, I'm a little biased because uh, we're big bot people, but, um, you know, it's, so the core competency, competency is certainly being able to answer, you know, those frequently asked questions. Um, so decreasing, you know, whether it's a hundred or a thousand per month, unnecessary phone calls or emails, um, you know, that's saving you and your staff time. Um, and there's, 
you know, it's also kind of enhancing this customer, you know, their customer experience. Um, one thing that for those that have chatbots, you know, this would be a time to review those historical conversation logs. The chatbot gets, uh, it gets everything you could imagine uh, from website visitors. People don't hold back. Um, so we've had operators actually ask if uh, we just released kind of a new dashboard where you can review the chatbot logs uh, about two months ago. But we've had operators in the past before that ask to get records so that they can review them um, to help train their sales staff mm -hmm. um, just so they can, <clears throat> yeah, go over what uh, current as well as potential customers are asking. So it's been, we've been very pleased with the success. It's been live for a year now. And um, that kind of third piece to it outside of uh, frequently asked questions and kind of enhancing that customer um, experience because it's also, it's on the website, it can also power, um, it can also basically respond via text message mm -hmm. um, and Facebook Messenger, it's rolling out here soon. Um, but we've seen a really strong sales kind of enablement component. So those that interact with the bot are converting um, much higher on the website um, or much higher than all website kind of traffic. So yeah, there is an interesting sales piece to it. And there's a lot of bot options out there. Um, there's kind of, there's live chat and then there's the automated version. So something worth, you know, trying, if you haven't done it in the past, trying, trying it out during yeah. this slower period. Um, Especially <clears> if there's a lot of concerned customers out there and everything else, and they might want reassurance. And if it's just quick enough or really easy for them just to have a quick chat on a, on a live chat rather than go through emails and everything else. Uh, so it makes sense. And I like the fact that you can see the, uh, you've made it so you can see the historical data because you, know, you mentioned they're not creating FAQs, which is obviously a vital important thing, but even basing some of the topics around not creating sort of blog articles and, and everything else, which will, which is things that people may be searching highly for and checking it as that a high search term, then creating articles or, or FAQs around that. And then anyone searching for that will come back to the website and find that information, etc. And it's, so having that's having that historical data can be massive, even just from an SEO point of view as well. Yeah. So we, and I know this, you pointed out the uh, kind of the importance of content creation, and this is a great time for it. And maybe we'll kind of transition into that, but, um, with the chatbot, we've, I'll go back to that bachelorette example. So, if, you know, a common query um, might be, hi, I'm planning a bachelorette party. And so the chatbot can respond and link them to the page where they can book, but they can, it'll also link to, you know, a blog post from a year and a half ago about how to plan the perfect, you know, Nashville bachelorette party. So it's kind of a indirect bot effect. Uh, but I think, you know, there are positive kind of SEO benefits behind it. Um, <clears throat> did you want to maybe get into, you know, because I know um, for my team, we're really kind of taking a step back and um, reassessing our content strategy. Um, is that something you guys are doing as well over there? Uh, in terms of our own content or our customers? Oh, sorry, for our, for clients. No, for clients. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, in terms of, of content, obviously, the with the whole coronavirus thing going around just, around just now, uh, the 
well, we're advising a lot of customers that things like Google Ads, stuff like that, aren't really probably necessary at the moment. Yeah, if you, if you can afford right. it, if you can afford it, put a very small bit of budget, even if it's just for a, a, a brand level. So if anyone's searching your brand name, etc., then keep that going. Um, but in the most part, no one is searching to to buy a product. They are they are searching to look for content. They are searching to find and be inspired of places that they wish they could be because I did a webinar the other day and with everything that's going on just now you're and god forbid it, we don't have to go through anything like this again but you're never mm. hopefully going to have another opportunity where you pretty much have a captive audience all sitting at home all surfing the web right. um and and just looking for things that they wish they could be doing or want to do once we get out of this crisis that we're in so now is the time to give them inspiring content, whether it's written content, whether it's videos, whether you know, travel guides, you name it. You no, know, anything you can mm. do to generate that content now is what people should be doing and operators should be doing. Um, there will be other competitors out there and, and companies' competitors who won't be doing any of this. So now is a good opportunity to get ahead of them in terms of search rankings, in terms of brand awareness. And so that's what we are informing a lot of our customers. It says focus on the content. So a lot of our own customers and our own clients have switched from paid advertising onto content. They maybe do some yeah. Facebook advertising just to boost that content, but uh, but again, there's no selling whatsoever. It's all about brand awareness. It's all about inspiring people and giving them, them uh, planting the seed, as it were, in their minds to sort of say, when we do come out of this, which will hopefully be around July, August time, and even at that, I think in the latter part of 2020, early 2021, it's going to be, uh, and from all the stats you see from Arrival and everyone else, the focus is going to certainly be on the staycation market, the local markets. International travel is going to take a bit of time to recover. So it's all content based around that. What can you do around your local communities? What can you do to inspire um, those around you and those destinations around you? If you're lucky enough to be in a place where you have other destinations around you and you're not an island like the UK where we are in, uh, but it's easier yeah. to get to. Uh, it's all content around that. Now, I don't know if that's what you're finding, if that's what you're advising, but that's certainly what we are doing for our own customers. Yep. Yeah, and I think not just is this the only time you'll have such a captive audience, but hopefully the only time you'll ever have to write have this much time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um and i think that's you know what we both tried to put together is yeah how to best spend this time and we're definitely doing um you know the staycations and the content strategies you just outlined um you know we're starting to have conversations with you know state or regional um kind of like tourism promotional entities to figure out how are they going to shift um, their focus and their spending. Uh, so in our backyard here in the state of Montana, you know, we, they're pulling back on a lot of obviously international advertising for the summer. Um, we've got two major national parks that rely heavily on, especially Chinese travel um, and international arrivals. So, you know, they're, they're, still, they're not going to not spend that money. So, where are they going to, you know, are they going to double down in Chicago and wrap buses, you know, with images of, you know, the mountains of Montana? So I think that strategies like that are things operators can do around the globe. It's just figure out where the, you know, ride the coattails and figure out where they're going to, um, how they're going to shift the allocation of their own advertising budgets. Mm-hmm. So trying to be, you know, kind of, uh, Trying new things, I guess, and yep. being a bit more uh, strategic and <clears throat> creative, um, which, you know, I think there's a lot of 
folks trying to come up with new product ideas too. I know we've had some conversations with our clients about whether it's going virtual or, um, you know, what have, what, what kind of new product ideas have you worked with some of your clients on? Yeah, so we've oh, we've advised a lot of customers. Um, uh, give you an example, back to um, one of our customers in Ireland, for example. Um, they do a lot of um, tours in terms of guided tours, multi-day tours, that type of thing. But um, again, with us coming out of this crisis, a lot of people may be a little bit wary to be in sort of large groups or even smaller groups in terms of taking out tours, etc. Um, so what we're seeing is, is even now for, for the local market, as well as any possible future international markets, why not do, why not take your skill sets and do self-guided tours and create packages around that so people can, you can still organize everything for them. You can give them all the itineraries, you can give them all the hotels and you organize all that for them and the places to stay, but then they, they go off and drive around themselves and do it themselves. So things like that, um, virtual tours for sure, um, advising a few companies on that. Um, I was speaking to one of our customers in, in uh, uh, Oakland um, and sort of saying to her that it was, she runs food tours uh, and then sort of saying, well, why don't you there are a lot of the um, establishments that, that where she takes people to, like restaurants and takeaways and that type of thing, are are, are still open. The ones that do, who can deliver food to the local community even during the lockdowns. So why yeah. not using using your partners to still give them business by doing a virtual tour where that food is delivered? Uh, and luckily she has a local market, but delivering that food to uh, the people who basically spend ten dollars or something on a, a virtual tour, that food or, or maybe a little bit more if they're getting food, but that food is delivered to those people and then she sits on a call like this or on Zoom or whatever and does mm. an online tour um, by talking yeah. about the food, talking about the establishments, uh, everything else. So there's so many things that you can do uh, online and and no, with the battle guide that I wrote and the guide that you wrote, not one of those little things is going to going to generate you lots of cash or, or make your business survive. But if you try two or three different things, it's mm -hmm. a, it will hopefully be enough to generate you a little bit of income, raise your brand awareness that you will it'll be enough to get you through this, that, that you'll have a, mm -hmm. a, a maybe a stronger foundation or a, or a business for that matter at the end of this. Um, and, we, when, and we will come out at the end of this. Um, so yeah. we're focusing on that and telling people to do that as well as, uh, and you may have your own thoughts on this, as well as uh, telling people they really need to start focusing on direct channels in terms of direct bookings. Um, because what we are finding, and I've had the pleasure of um, uh, speaking to a, lot of, a number of operators across the world, um, just just speaking to them to see how they're getting on. And what has become clear is the ones who are uh, who are 80% direct, 20% OTA, for example, are should generally be okay. Um, mm -hmm. But the ones who are 80% OTA, 20% direct, are, are in a really bad situation at the moment. So um, uh, by not having those direct channels, I don't know if you, uh, you, if you got your take is on that. But... Yep, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's... It. It's unfortunate to be there. I think we both agree that there's a time and a place for, um, you know, the OTA bookings, mm -hmm. but having to be that reliant in a time like this, um, it doesn't build resiliency, which is important in business. And so, you know, having to wait for cruise ships to come back or international rivals to get back to where they were, um, it's unfortunate. And so I yeah. think that's just the, the focus we both place, um, you know, it is for very good reason on SEO and content marketing. Um, and uh, before I forget, actually, Chris, uh, there's two uh, new product ideas that I was going to share with folks. Yeah, actually. one. 
So, you know, thinking about the, you know, your business, my business, most businesses are, you know, they're now working remote. And so I'm actually working on finalizing or signing up with um, Avatar Tours. They created a corporate remote team building product. Um, and I got an email from them and I thought it looked, my team is very excited about that. Mm -hmm. So there's different spins I think people could put to try and engage, um, you know, these remote, remote mm -hmm. corporate groups. And then the, the second um, kind of new, not necessarily product idea, but we have a client that's been running daily raffles. Um, now they do have a retail component, mm -hmm. but, um, and it's just on Instagram, but incredible traction. Um, so I think the the Instagram, there's a lot, it'd be interesting to see the, uh, the usage of Instagram and Facebook yeah. um, over the last month compared to the previous year. <laughs> well, but, and, and you make an interesting point on that. Uh, from what we've been finding and the people we've been speaking to is uh, what you'll actually find, especially for the older generation, if you, if you happen to be a tour operator that attracts the, the, the over 60s, oh, no, that type of, you're finding that more and more of that generation is now signing up to Facebook, is now doing calls like this or Zoom calls. So more and more mm. of them are getting connected so they can stay in touch with their families uh, online uh, and if they have family abroad. So what you'll probably yeah. find is going forward is more of that type of demographic will be easier to target on things like Facebook because they're going to be more of them online. So, um, yeah. I, and one of the things that, and I'm, I don't know what you, this, this just came to me off the top of my head, so feel free to use it, but mm. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> you've got your, you've got your chat bot there. But what I can mm. see going forward, and, and, and it helps with the human connection um, with the operator, is actually offering on the website chats like this, where you're actually, rather than just a chat bot, you're actually speaking to someone face-to-face -face and trying to close mm. the sale, as it were. You maybe see more of that yeah. happening uh, online because mm. it, it's just creating, creating that connection. It's humanizing the brand. Uh, and I'd love to see that going forward um, rather than just being more it's sort of text-based or email-based and stuff like that, but bringing that sort of human interaction back, even though it's just through a video conference call, I think that would be a, yeah. a great step forward for a lot of operators as well. Hmm. Interesting. We should talk more often, Chris. We'll come up with more product ideas for ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, my my 75 year old mother got on her first zoom conference this week and she uh she tried to hug the phone to hold it up to her ear um but yeah <laughs> um yeah well, well no, i certainly think i certainly think it's it's if nothing else um we're all going through heartache we're all going through some companies are listening to this or watching this will certainly be desperate they'll certainly be worried they'll certainly be I, I, I mentioned it before to, in, a, in another chat i think i was talking to peter sign um as well and we're, it's, it's it's like going through grief it's like you no know, your first you're in shock then you uh you're going through this the, the, the sort of depression stage then you get angry and, and and this is exactly what this is like we're going to go through all those yeah. stages but at the end of it i strongly believe that we're going to be a, a stronger more connected community and a connected sector going forward at the end of this um, purely just because we, we have to connect more online, we have to connect more, uh, you know, talking to neighbours and talk, making sure our neighbours are all fine and everyone's healthy and everyone's. I think uh, we should hopefully, maybe I'm maybe I'm just being optimistic, but hopefully be a, a, a more of a human race <laughs> at the end of all this. Yeah. Know, but. No, and I I couldn't agree more. I also think you know each each and every day that goes by, there's pent up travel demand just 
you know, stockpiling. So I think we definitely, um, it may take a little bit of time longer than we'd like, but I think we can get back to, you know, not just where we were, but an even better place with, um, with a better human race. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I almost, sound, I almost started to sound like a Michael Jackson song. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so if there was, um, if there was one piece of advice you would give anyone listening or watching to this um, in terms of what they should be doing in terms of their own marketing, if there was only one aspect they should be working on or they should be looking at, what would that be? Well, I don't want to take your answer. We, and we didn't, uh, we didn't practice this. So no, no, no. I, w- I would go with the content marketing um, and make sure that it also encompasses you know, a review, it's informed by a kind of review of you know, the different types of data we talked about. So it's kind of a cheat answer because I get content marketing, blogging, plus a little bit of historical data review. Um, but that's what I would go with. And just yeah. knowing that, you know, next July, when you're in the middle of peak season, you're going to wish you had 12, you know, at least blog templates just stockpiled. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, blog away. Yeah, in a similar vein, it's like even if you don't publish all the content initially, though this is uh, this is a prime time to create a backlog of content. Though we're Mm -hmm. literally going to be in this for at least three, four months, maybe um, of this. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully by July, August, and this will obviously be different from different destinations across the world because it's 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 obviously happening at a staggered sort of phase, but no. If you can create three months worth of content, or, or spend three months creating content, video content, writing content, you can, may find that you have by the end of it. If you if you decide to write a blog every couple of days or do a video once a week, you may find you've got a year's worth of content coming out of this, uh, and it's something you don't really need to worry right. again for at least another six months because you've got stuff there that you can be posting out and, and creating and, and doing while you're still posting stuff out just now. Obviously, it's vitally important you do it just now as well, but you could create literally create a year's worth of content just now uh, and have that ready uh, ready and waiting. Absolutely, yeah, and like you pointed out, there's uh, maybe a historical high in terms of, you know, captive audience as well as unfortunately, but time on operators hands so there's opportunities here and um, hopefully we can help um, more and more of these operators um, uncover and kind of act on them for sure and that's why for companies like yourselves and mine exist because you no know, we, we see the value in direct bookings we see the value in doing your own marketing um yes using online travel agencies as as a as an important step, you no. Know, every company should have some form of of business coming through an OTA because it allows you to reach a wider audience. It allows you to get your products out there, or even test products to see how how it works in a in a bigger market. But please, if anyone's listening or watching this, you no. Know, if you are one of those companies who who heavily relies on an OTA, focus on direct now. You need to focus on direct because there will be another crisis at some point in the future. Whether it's this coming back, whether it's a terrorist attack, or a volcano erupting again in, in Iceland, whatever that, whatever it's going to be, there will be something else that will come up in, in the future. And it's planning for that, making sure that if a, an online travel agent or another partner closes and shuts down tomorrow, you still have a business that you can still operate and still make money and generate revenue. Uh, and that's why businesses like us exist to help you do that. So, Yep. And whether it's, you know, competition or um, a natural disaster, you mentioned it, I mean, 
the the content piece, the organic traffic, and the SEO. Um, you know, getting that website to to con to convert better, um, which we didn't talk as much about today. But uh, you know, those are the best ways to kind of insulate the house and um, you know create that resiliency so that you can withstand whatever the next event is. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, it's not at this scale, but um, <clears throat> perfect. No, I, I can't agree more. Can't agree more. Well, mm -hmm. I'm sure we could probably do a, a series of videos after this because we can. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty yeah. to talk about. You, know, you mentioned websites, etc., and optimizing them. Um, but yeah. I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, hopefully, the, the the people who are watching and listening to this can get some valuable insights into what uh, into what we do. So, if anyone wanted to know more about Thomas, where would they where would they go? Uh, Thomas Tech. Uh, so it's spelled T O M I S and. I'll uh, shoot you over. You have my email address. They yep. can happy to answer any questions via email, and <clears throat> otherwise, we will we'll probably see you online, Chris. Yep, and uh, hopefully, um, once the event season starts back up properly, we'll we'll catch up at an event. Yeah, perfect. That sounds good. Look forward to it. Well, thanks again for your time. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. We'll see you.